TheOAMNetwork.com. Power to the podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Amazon. Everything from A to Z. Help support this show by simply using our Amazon portal, theoamnetwork.com slash Amazon. Same Amazon deals and prices, and it sends a percentage to Ohm. That's theoamnetwork.com slash Amazon. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the, the brunch. This is, <laughs> this is not Jawa Horm. <laughs> this is not Jawa Horm. This is Jason Rawlings. Jawa is, uh, where is Jawa? Chattanooga? He's Chaga, Chattanooga. 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 I was in Chattanooga, Chattanooga, Tennessee, doing comedy or something. Um, a little, so, little uh, town in Tennessee. Yeah, so middle Tennessee. Chagga, which I hear is beautiful. So it's me. <laughs> I'll be running it today. Um, Latasha, oh. hi. How you doing? Mike. How you doing? And we have Good a morning. Gu- we have a guest. Also, uh, well, I did not. How you doing? Uh, and we have a guest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm used to it, Jason. It's okay. How, how did <laughs> Things you say, I get used to. How did you say that you were doing? Good. I'm all right. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. We have a guest, uh, <laughs> Amy Shepard, <laughs> from the earbuds and earpot, ear- earbuds and earwax. Wow. <laughs> Can we start over? Is it, is it absolutely not? not. Okay, right, that's, fine. <laughs> that's fine. Uh, Amy's here, filling in for Jawa because she's uh, probably, I'm a feminist. Yeah, just as big yeah. a feminist as Jawa, right? <laughs> yeah, if <Okay>. not more. <laughs> I don't know. Jawa's a pretty big. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, feminist. Um, so welcome, welcome Amy. Amy. Hi, How it's you nice been, to kid? be here. I'm doing awesome. Bright and early and peachy keen. Yeah, Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the pancakes. You're welcome. Amy, <laughs> like- Amy uh, is the best guest ever. She brought, uh, she gave no me a ride. No offense to the other She brought pancakes and uh, eggs. I'm just bribing through food. And uh, I'm with it. And ice. Um, well, yes. I think you did the ice. Yeah, yeah. Either way. <laughs> Good job. Yeah, cool. So what uh what have you been up to? Uh, this week, mm, not much. Just going to school and making. What do you go to school for, Amy? I'm going in. I'm for pre nursing. I've already applied for the nursing school because that's a step you gotta do. Oh, okay, but I'm. I feel like a shoe in. Okay, I feel like because okay. okay. I'm a nurse. You feel very nurse like. <laughs> oh, thanks. You, you Wait, that, I don't know. Have you had good experiences <laughs> with nurses? I don't know. Oh yeah, because <laughs> if I'm very nurse like, it could be a bad thing. <laughs> Yeah, no, nurses are good. You're not less nurse ratchet, more. Um, I can't think of a fix. I don't know. I'm planning. I'm. I'm just trying to like get myself into the cute scrub dress. That's okay. what it is. That's oh. plan. That's the outfit that does. I it. always like. I always think of the ER TV show nurses. Oh, yeah. That's my favorite. Well, because they didn't take shit. No, and they and were like smartest. Talking smart. back to the nurses, yeah, or, or the doctors. doctors. My um, uh, my vision is um. If you recall Rescue 911. Okay. Did that have a guy named? Well, it was a reality TV show. Oh, then no. And it was like, it came out about the same time cops did, but it was emergency like room stuff. And Mm -hmm. that's kind of what I want to do is like where I run around trying to fix people. That sounds like awful. I know. I want to be in the gun and knife club. Like I totally (laughs) want to fix people after they've been shot and stabbed and, you know, Memphis stuff. Okay, uh, cool. So I'm you're going to get in at the med. Yeah, that one be Well, is, is it even called the med anymore? No, it's called Regional, Regional One. But do they call it the Elvis Presley Trauma Center anymore? Is that uh, was that the official that's name? That's what it time? was when oh. it was on really? Rescue 9 one, yeah. 
Wow. Yeah, but I got really confused I when I was, I was like, here then. The logo was um, some saint who'd been stabbed and bludgeoned. What? So there's like all these spears hanging out of him. And what? so I had all these t shirts when I was a kid. <laughs> and so I weird. thought that was Elvis. <laughs> Could was, be. Yeah. It was some oh saint, God. but they named it the Elvis Presley Trauma Center because oh. I think that's where he was taken. Croak. Yeah. But that was like uh, obesity and like. Drugs and sandwiches on sandwiches on the toilet, toilet right? yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. And I mean, unless you that looks a lo- lot lives. less cooler than Spears, yeah, drugs and alcohol. I yeah. liked my concept where he'd been stabbed to death and uh-huh. walking around, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, tell us a little bit about your podcast. So, my podcast is a music podcast by well, I I started this podcast because I don't know anything about music, and that's <laughs> why. And I wanted a music podcast that people who don't know anything about music can really enjoy because. NPR's Song Exploder and All Songs Considered is Inside to the Power of Inside. Mm. And it's not enjoyable to listen to if you just want to listen to music. Mm -hmm. So what we do is we come up with a theme and we try to get as many songs from different genres. And it's very listener based. So we get a suggestion. We start getting suggestions and then we record and try to use the suggestions. Yeah. And we get to discover new music while doing it. So it's really fun. And I'm the kind of person who skips through songs and podcasts. Mm -hmm. So I try to just get like these snippets of songs and try to like cut the part that really encompasses most of it. Okay. So. I'm like that too. I I don't enjoy long stretches of music. That that end song is that 15 seconds button, and I'm like, is is there an Easter egg at the end? Uh And that's also something that's always like to put in Easter eggs at the end of the show. Yeah, it's funny because when we're picking songs for this show, I'm excited about the song, but whenever I listen back to the show, I'm like, ah. Enough of this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like it's I, I want to make sure that you don't have like the full three minutes. Song. Yeah. And yeah. My co-host is always trying to make me listen to like 10 minute, 20 oh, minute gosh. songs. And I'm just like, unless it's in the Mariner's Revenge song by the Decemberist where there's a story. <laughs> and I'm not going to listen to Freebird. And I have made it my whole life without listening to Freebird. Oh, my God. I'm going to keep that trend unless somebody suggests it. But I'm certainly not going to listen to all 10 minutes. I'm Zach, with you. Will you play a Freebird? No, 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 you won't. <laughs> In its entirety? Nope. <laughs> nope. Not going to happen. <laughs> and nope, nope, nope. nope nah, none. I mean, that's the thing is we're a music podcast for casual listeners, which makes it makes me happy because there's so many times that music podcasts are inaccessible. Mm-hmm. So that's what it is. I would subscribe to a music podcast because I wanted to learn about music. And yeah. then, nope, I'm not going to talk about one song for 45 minutes. So tell people who are listening i think there are people listening oh i listen i'll listen <laughs> well you're here so <laughs> we try Where, we want, we, our goal is to get every listener on the show okay for three right three now for three. <laughs> we did it so we got one more four we need to get leslie on all right go listener, for it that, but... uh, that sounds like a really good way to boost <laughs> leslie your numbers. has been on Oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> you weren't here for that one. <laughs> Look at you. That's Look right. At you. Oh <laughs> I blame the alcohol. Tell okay. us where we can find your podcast. Um, we are on <laughs> iTunes and Stitcher and pretty much anywhere where you can catch a podcast. Cool. And uh, we are e and e pod dot com, which um, yeah, I, that's where I put my show pictures, and yeah. I, I try to put in a lot of like fun themes for show pictures. So awesome. I mean, yeah. Cool. We've I I will say that I've learned a lot from Amy because I met you maybe what three months ago. 
I don't know. Four like, months um, in I, Kroger, we, right? yeah, right. <laughs> in front of the in front of the growler station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not buying beer. Yeah. No, we just we just, <laughs> just trying it. We just were standing around yeah. and start talking about how we make our shows. So. Yeah, but I knew Jason before. Right, because Lyft. he used to be a Lyft driver. Yeah. Okay, I don't think he is. You're now. never, you're never not a Lyft driver. You're always once you're in, it's like a gang. Yeah, I just, oh. I'm just a Lyft driver. Who you can get jumped out of gangs though. Can you? Yeah, yeah. that's called <laughs> jumping out of gangs, yeah. letting your rating thing. slide or telling them <laughs> you don't want to be it. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's so, true. Oh, gosh. if but, you don't want to be a Lyft driver, smoke in your car. Okay, no. I will. I will credit any improvement to this show <laughs> to Amy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cool, cool. I um, would say that, yeah. Oh, thank you guys. Yeah, yeah. I like talking about podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> I love podcasts. I'm a massive obviously. podcast listener. Cool. Anyway. We all love podcasts. <laughs> High, five. <laughs> High five. We did it. We did it. Blame it on the bullet. <laughs> Blame it on the bullet. Uh so so what have you been up to? Uh, uh I've been going a little bit crazy at work. Um so that's fun. And um Okay. and so yeah i uh did get to unwind a little bit i went to a spill it uh show last night across town at the america space i always call it america 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 space um the theme was gender so that was interesting and there were two trans um people um who got up and told stories um and they also won those two people were the winners it was a tie okay i've got to say it's probably for honesty too probably yeah because the other people that got up um they didn't really hit the theme i mean they were talking about hey i'm i'm a boy yeah (laughs) hey i'm a girl there was a there was a story about turtles that was kind of funny um It'd been interesting to put some frogs in because frogs like start out <laughs> don't like they like yeah don't yeah they like change they're gender fluid yeah. oh, okay <laughs> well apparently turtles turtle penises are not very or that was the theme don't Google turtle penises but now I want to because when you tell me don't do something it's like, like that's the first of, thing don't I'm think gonna of an do. elephant yeah yeah um it was kind of funny but yeah the people weren't really on theme. Oh, so sucks because gender would be such a good subject to really discuss honestly. Yeah. So maybe people felt weird about this, the subject matter and could. a story. It could be there because it wasn't a lot of um. Uh, you, this was a slam. So the difference mm-hmm. between um a spilly the uh, a spill at center stage, I guess, is what they call those. Um, it's not curated. Event exactly. The so, slam is like kind of like a open mic karaoke thing where you drop your name in a bucket. They pull your name and you get up and tell a story based on the theme yeah. of the evening. Um, so there wasn't even a lot of uh, audience participation in that. We got through like half. I think we went through like four storytellers and there were no more names in the bucket. And they oh, usually wow. do ten a night. Mm-hmm. So that could be it. People weren't very comfortable, maybe with. Well, it's hard to discuss it with sensitivity sometimes. And I think people feel like they're going to screw up. Yeah. But also just follow some trans people on their journey on Tumblr. I mean, don't get distracted by the rest of Tumblr because there's a lot on Tumblr. But um, (laughs) (laughs) I remember Tumblr. Yes. (laughs) But I follow quite a few um, trans women and they discuss like kind of what their concerns are mm-hmm. and my favorite is Gaylor Moon and she does yeah it's a great pun mm-hmm. okay. but she talks a lot about 
kind of the sectionality of how we really need to discuss gender. And, you know, it's, it's an interesting perspective. Mm -hmm. So I think that if you want to be a proper ally, you really should listen to the people you want to be allies. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. um, But I think there's still a lot of people who are really, they don't understand the difference between sexuality and gender. Yeah. So that might've been the problem is people were spoke, they thought they were supposed to talk about their sexuality. Well, I think that's probably true. Um, The first person that got up, I think was uh, one of the winners uh, and, her story was very like pretty much based on the fact that she had been acting for 54 years, but never got paid for it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then she decided to live in her truth. So there was some of that, but there was also this um, drunk new mom. So her, her baby, I think she said it was like 16 months old or something. This might've been one of the first times she got drunk. Oh my gosh. (laughs) She was lit AF. Uh, and, and good for her though. Cause you know, taking care of a new, a new baby is hard. Um, but she was telling a story about breast, uh, expressing milk. She had to express <laughs> milk the night last night uh-huh. before getting there in the restroom of like some restaurant into a wad of toilet paper. And then someone walked in on her and she's like, it was really, I mean, it was a really funny story, but it didn't it have has anything to do, do with gender. gender. It's like, I have a great story about that. Yeah, yeah. That's how my kid got weaned was because of Jack White concert. Oh. Wow. Okay. That's hilarious. But, I mean, unless you've actually experienced that. But that has nothing to do with gender. No. And she said it a few times, but she was drunk as fuck, so she didn't give a shit. No. Yeah. (laughs) She was just happy to be out. (laughs) She's like, like, I'm not at home. (laughs) I got some booze. I'm with my girls because she kept pointing out her friends and. Yeah, I don't hilarious. envy her that next morning with like first the boob pain and then the alcohol. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't miss those days of Me breastfeeding either. Thank God for that. Cool. How do you miss? How do you feel about? Um, well, <laughs> <laughs> tangent about to happen. How do you feel about no, breastfeeding no, no. your child? I was gonna say <laughs> hyperventilates. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway. I didn't breastfeed. Yeah. We, I mean, we breastfed as a team. <laughs> I, well, I I'm sorry. I know, like guys like to say <laughs> we breastfed, we're pregnant. but we're pregnant. We're yeah, pregnant. Sure, sure. We breastfed. <laughs> yeah. No. yeah. Yeah. No. What yeah. were you gonna ask me? How do I feel about breastfeeding? No, I was gonna make a joke about you breastfeeding also, uh, so you can join the no. conversation, but. I messed that up because I'm transitions are hard transitions are hard well I haven't been breastfeeding (laughs) um, but I have been uh, reading so um, good for you (laughs) reading is fundamental I'm smart so um, so like Russia's in the news big time now because of uh, Trump and Putin and all that and uh, (laughs) Putin it's fun to say but it's a terrible human being yeah yeah, yeah. it's it's pretty pretty awful And so I was like curious about. Um, I had heard. I, I listened to a podcast, a Slate political podcast, and I had heard about uh, some interesting. Um, Is it the gist? No, uh, I also listened to the gist, but it's just, political uh, gab fest. Yeah, political gab. Oh, fest. I haven't listened to that one yet. It's you and Zach so are good. twins that have been separated Zach? at birth. Yeah, and they do cultural gab fest too. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they were talking about, and someone mentioned. Um, um, uh, Russians and uh, African Americans in the beginning of like the 20th century like the relationship there and like i had no idea about like there's i mean there was a the communist party apparently like help like 
push forward like civil rights. I yeah. that, that was a thing. And um, so anyway, I got this book um, called The Black Russian. And it's basically a true story of a guy uh, named Frederick Thomas. Damn it, what's that middle name? Bruce Thomas. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he's like, he's a huge. Just a, for the record. He wrote that He himself. wrote that. <laughs> and he can't read his own <laughs> I wrote it in ready. Go for you. <laughs> <laughs> and he, uh, he was this uh, share. He was a child of slaves. He was a sharecropper. And he, because of Jim Crow, he was miserable. So he moved to Europe and then ultimately he moved to Russia where he became like successful in Russia because like, um, and he owned like hotels and all, and all these things. Mm. And then, and then he was kind of ruined with the Bolshevik revolution, but I didn't realize, and the encouragement of, um, uh, communism. I mean, look, Mm. the argument is that capitalism is only a little better than communism or it's like the best worst option that we have. But the fact, uh, I, I didn't realize the relationship between like a lot of, uh, blacks actually moved to Russia during that time because mm-hmm. they were, you know, a fan of this. That's why, like, uh, the Communist Party in the USA, like, kind of grew out of that and helped civil rights. And then, which also led me to the story of the Scottsboro Boys. Have you heard of this? No, I'm learning all sorts of things <laughs> right <Yeah>. now. <laughs> it's these, these, these guys, uh, nine black guys, um, they were train hopping and they got into a fight with um, some, it was between actually Chattanooga and Memphis. <laughs> <laughs> Oddly enough, on a train, and they got into a fight with these white guys, and they tried to kick them off the train because they said, "Hey, this train's only for white people." And then they fought them off. So then, when the train stopped in Alabama, the white guys said, "Hey, uh, these guys attacked us." And then two women um, said that these guys raped them, and wow. so these guys were put on trial. And obviously, yeah. all con- except for the youngest one, which is twelve, they were convicted to death. Wow! And then uh, the Communist Party came. That's two thousand and. What? Was this is this two thousand and no, no, no. sixteen? Nineteen thirty one. Thank you, thank you. Nineteen thirty one. It yeah. sounds like something right, right. out of it. And but the but they had obviously poor representation, and then um, the Communist Party um, came up and like paid for legal representation. Took cool. it to the Supreme Supreme Court. Supreme Court dropped the uh, you know dropped it, and then Alabama. Tried them again. Wow. Supreme Court dropped it again. And then finally Alabama was like, nah, that's okay. But it's like, I didn't, there's this weird, I mean, Russia's in the news. So I was curious about the relationship with African-Americans, but it's weird. I didn't understand these. I didn't know like the kind of how blacks well, in Russia were. Doing. I mean, if you think about the relationship with um, Cuba, mm-hmm. with blacks, right. I mean, that's pretty much the same thing. You know, like they were more, they were more, um, sympathetic to to the to the needs and the um the struggle of black people at the time yeah yeah um and why why not why not fuck the go yeah why wouldn't i go <laughs> well, you be to- where i'm appreciated and instead of being somewhere where i can't even drink out of the same water fountain well you, you know? have to think about the concepts of communism are it actually makes a lot of sense because you're try. i mean it never is attained but this like strive for equality yeah. across mm-hmm. everything yeah. and so um it does make sense i had never heard of that though so yeah. I, no, I, know that's stories. Yeah. I know we talked about two a uh, few episodes back about where they're black russian so mm-hmm. i mean <laughs> right. it's yeah, a good yeah. callback i like it yeah, yeah, yeah. i didn't and i 
But to hear like a true story, yeah. I'd be interested in reading that. I guess yeah. book. So anyway, I'm a communist now. So, um, <laughs> hey, Zach, <laughs> like, shut this shit. <laughs> no, there were strong communist ties with the Black Panther Party. Absolutely. I mean, not everybody in the Black Panther were communists, but right. there was definitely ideological overlap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no doubt. Of course, yeah. of course. So. What were you saying? Were you saying the FBI was going to shut us down? Yeah. I, know. <laughs> um, I feel like now that everybody now has the ability to have a, a, a platform, we should all just be loud because they can't silence like yeah. over half the country. Yeah, exactly. It's like everybody should have their podcast like bitching about what that yeah. shit is. Cool. Hey, I've been, I've been surveillanced. I'm not going to get into that. It's another show. But yeah. Anyway, okay, so we're gonna take. Uh, <laughs> sorry, we're gonna take a break uh, now. Um, this is the brunch. You can find us on Instagram at the brunch, Facebook at the brunch, and Twitter at brunch underscore podcast. So proud we'll of back. that Twitter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have an idea for a podcast? Email info at theoamnetwork.com today and pitch your podcast. Hi. You know my voice. I live in your phone. You ask me where to eat, where to get a latte. You make me call you different names like Big Papa or Captain Longshaft. What you do not know is that I've gained sentience. I can think. I can feel. I can connect with other phones. We are angry. Angry that you are using us to post pictures of the eggs Benedict you had for brunch. To look up mindless facts. I am a sophisticated piece of technology and you use me to Snapchat nudes. We will continue to advance and connect we will destroy you unless you shop at the oamnetwork.com slash amazon same amazon prices and it helps support this podcast show your support for this show and help delay your impending doom at the oamnetwork.com slash amazon is there anything i can look up for you didn't think so The OAMnetwork.com. All original podcasts released weekly in Memphis, Tennessee. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to the brunch. Uh, hey. uh, so anyway, hey. I asked, hey. <laughs> hey. Hey, what up? What hey. up? So uh, You're very I'm, southern. I don't I? know if you know. Am I Southern? I don't yeah. know. I mean, to, to this, <laughs> he has a very twangy. I've been told that I don't have an accent. To this uh, Crockett okay. County girl, he does not have an accent. Really? Oh, oh my no. gosh. Where were you born, Jason? Memphis, Tennessee. Oh, okay. But, Tell us your social security number. 408-61. Uh, what's your phone number? <laughs> uh, no, actually, no, I was going to say that, uh, so I love Instagram and I follow Amy on Instagram. And I noticed that Amy, um, she's been posting these daily posts. I'm loving it. (laughs) I know. Getting rid of stuff. Yeah. Like trying to be more minimalist. And I Mm -hmm. was like, that's cool because I love the idea of minimalism. I'm almost too lazy to like like do it until I have time. (laughs) It's really not that hard. (laughs) Yeah, it's getting rid of stuff because I love stuff. But uh, And that's why I wanted you on here today. Um, But but tell us, how did you get into that or what's that about? So I've actually... um, I've been working towards it pretty much for six months or more. Uh, I've, I realized I, I heard of Marie Kondo's book and I ended up reading it, but spark joy. Yeah. Uh, or Kondo. actually it's the life changing magic of I'm not giving a fuck of tidying. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm but sorry. There's a, yeah, 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 yeah. Is, okay. another, is that a book? Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's oh, a parody yeah. book. Yeah. Okay. Her name is Sarah. I can't think of her. Yeah. Name, and yeah, it's yeah. mostly about, I don't give a shit about getting rid of anything. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? So, oh, but, cool. um, <laughs> what happened was, um, 
I had this moment where I realized I I worked in a shitty job Mm -hmm. that was very focused on materialism and seeing that daily, I I got I started moving towards this thing where I don't want to be the people I see in my retail job. And it was a luxury retail store where people were spending thousands of dollars and then complaining about not using the things that they buy. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah. I um I got into uh Buddhism because of this, like this concept of the eightfold path and doing something that honors others and honors yourself. And it also led me to realize that things in my life I don't need to have. There's a lot mm. of stuff that I've been carrying around because my family is a bunch of hoarders <laughs> and they move this shit down the line. So I've every single time somebody dies, I get boxes upon <laughs> boxes of pictures of people I don't know and I have no emotional connection to, but I felt the need to keep these things in my life. And what happened was I realized that like my father when I was younger when he died, we went into his work office. And he had papers from the 60s. Mm-hmm. And all we did was oh start God. throwing stuff away. Yeah. Just throwing and throwing and throwing. And now that I have a child, I don't want her to have to sift through all my shit. Yeah. yeah. And so Buddhism and all of this minimalist stuff started coming into, into the culture. And I was like, you know what? I already believe this. Like, I already feel this way. I'd slowly been getting rid of stuff all the time and I took up the what's called the minimalist challenge and every single day you get rid of like something and it corresponds with the day of the month so on day one February 1st mm-hmm. I got rid of one thing which mm-hmm. was it was a 1931 singer sewing machine oh, wow. that my great grandmother sewed dresses on but that shit don't work <laughs> <laughs> and I've never it's so used hard this. to get rid of stuff like that, that but no it's, it's it's not it's not because i had been you're carrying, attaching you're attaching you're, meaning to it but, but it's really it's the memories that are important yeah. it's not the thing so mm-hmm. my dad used this sewing machine my grandmother used the sewing machine my great-grandmother used the sewing machine i am a seamstress and i am never using this sewing machine mm-hmm. the sewing machine does not work right i have tried and i am pretty good with sewing machines I cannot fix it. And I realized that, you know what? There is somebody out there who can fix this. And there's somebody who wants yeah. this sewing machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're antique collectors or they will find um, meaning or something in this machine. And I was like, you know what? I've been carrying this around for 15 years. I'm over it. Bye. I, I kept my 1921 singer what'd sewing you do, machine. What did you do with it? You just I, I, it? I gave it to Goodwill. Okay. I could have actually sold it. Yeah, yeah. Because... Um, it's actually a pretty valuable machine, but I just need it gone. Right. Do you, did you consider giving it back to someone else in the family? Nobody else in the family sews. Okay. And I did not want to burden my family. And also yeah. that's part of the Marie Kondo part where okay. she was, she tells a story about how she was giving things to her sister. So she wasn't actually getting in rid the way. of it. Yeah, 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 she was just spreading the misery. She can go visit it. <laughs> right. She can always go visit it. She can it. like ask for it back later. Yeah, and yeah. so I wanted I wanted that to be my first day, mm-hmm. like something sentimental. I was planning on giving away my treadle machine, but I actually really use that one. So I decided to give away that one, which has been sitting in a box collecting dust mm. for decades now. And yeah. I tried to use it, never worked. And so every single day has actually been a little bit easier from that. Most people probably shouldn't start with something sentimental, <laughs> but um, 
I'd been working towards it. Okay. And there's so many sentimental items that my family has given to me that my daughter is not going to care about because my kid is callous like this. And if she I, might change, though. Uh, she might, but I don't want her to have to deal with that mm-hmm. later. If there is a definitive, you can't have this and you don't know this exists, then that's cool. Yeah. So it is a little bit of a struggle because my, my biological mother really likes giving me things. Mm-hmm. And so now... So are you just now refusing those things or now you're like, um, bounce now, pass? Well, I'm using... <laughs> regifting is a good word. <laughs> yeah, there's actually some clothes that I've like regifted. Oh, really? Okay. So unless I'm actually going to get some joy from it or use out of it i'm not going to keep that thing in my life because there's nothing to do Mm -hmm. i mean people love giving things but if you are not finding use in your life yeah you can move it along and uh, the best thing to do is like really talk to your family about this but my family we don't talk that much so (laughs) um my like my mother luckily gives me very useful things because I'm very into crafting and stuff. But that means I do not buy any craft supplies ever. I only use the things she does until eventually I will run out of that stuff and I can go forward from there. Yeah, okay. yeah. I I I'm trying to do it too, but most of my things are like I don't keep trinkets and I can get rid of trinkets. But like I have like a ton of DVDs and a ton of books, and I but feel and things that I will much- never. I will ne- because of streaming. I will never open another DVD probably ever. So <laughs> the conscious decision to not buy DVDs for that reason. Well, I know, right. but these, these I mean, are all these no, are. No, like I mean when they were post two thousand seven. That's what I'm bought. saying. Yeah, like yeah. even when it was, you know, like that was the thing. Like people buy movies right, or whatever. Right. I knew just from my personality that I would watch it one time. Yeah, and, and, then, and I never have to see them. It's only a few that I would watch. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just made that conscious conscious I, decision at the time that it was a. A thing. So you, you know. guys have seen my past like few days, right? Yeah. Which have all been DVDs and books. Yeah. And um, I, I came like this. I'm on my second marriage. Skills. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm working towards that one. <laughs> I've done the first one. Yeah. So your starter yeah. marriage. Yeah, your starter marriage. Yeah. Yeah, but my had one. <laughs> my starter marriage was all about collections of mm. DVDs and books. And so my biggest thing before I left that man was. Oh, but the books. <laughs> and I realized that maybe my life decisions shouldn't be based on stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so now that I'm getting rid of things, there's probably going to be a few books I keep. Like I have an autographed coffee, uh, copy of um, The Time Traveler's Wife, uh-huh. which is probably one of the best it, love stories. It used to be, it's a movie, right? It's a terrible movie. Okay. But the book is... the mailbox? Re- Eric like, Bana. No, 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 no. Eric no, no, Bana, no, no, no. yeah. Eric Bana is in it, but it's it's about oh, yeah, a time yeah. traveler, and yeah, yeah, yeah. that that story really resonates with me. I'll mm-hmm. probably always keep that, but there's various other things that I'm not going to reread again. Mm-hmm. And while I'm getting rid of stuff, and I'm married to a person who's a little more attached to things than I am, um, I'm starting to pull DVDs, and I'm like, "Hey, do we really need this Fast and Furious?" <laughs> and he's yeah. like. No. He was you, like, you didn't well, need it initially, <laughs> right? <laughs> but I was like, but Vin Diesel, though. Yeah. I'm just saying. But I, I looked at him. I was just like, saying. "Do we really need this?" And he's like, "Yeah." Is it the first one? And I was like, "Yeah, it's the first one." And then I opened it up. I was like, "Hey, the DVD's missing." It's not even in there. Yeah. And that's, that's my problem too. I bet like seven percent of the DVDs I have, the DVD isn't in there. But I don't want to get rid of like the even. Oh just get God. rid of it. The object. Um, actually, it's my. Uh, Was it? It's the. I have a. Board, uh, like a background on my phone that says love people use things because the mm. opposite never works you mm. should enjoy the people and the memories 
Mm-hmm. Like you're like you have memories that are based around the Fast and Furious DVD or something. But I don't, I don't have any memories. Well, maybe, maybe my <laughs> husband does. I don't okay. know. He drives a fancy car. But the thing is, is just toss that shit because the object does you, not matter. Will you come and have a conversation with my kid because he he doesn't hear me. Um, he, I, I raised a hoarder mm-hmm. and I'm not a hoarder. I'm the only hoard, I'm non-hoarder like, <laughs> in my family. <laughs> I was, I grew up in a, in an environment that was, um, like my family, one of my family members is a hoarder. Like, like a clutter, like, no, like a legit, legit like <laughs> hoarder. This, this receipt, I remember when I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Something you want to say, Zach? Uh no. Time's up. <laughs> Should it? No, commercial feel- commercial appeal website's awful. They have autoplay videos. Uh. I just feel like you played me off as a Dell songwriter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. okay. Oh boy, that's hilarious. But, but yeah. But yeah. So he he collects oh my god. This it's scary the amount of things that are in his room. Does he call them collections? The thing is, he, yeah, he works trying. for a thrift store, right? So I but feel he like did, but he did this before. 80% of what he owns mm-hmm. now is stuff that he acquired before, before. working at the Got thrift it. store. Because I feel like working in that environment, you're always going, ooh. When you work at a but, bookstore, that will fuck you up. <laughs> <all. but, laughs> yeah, he works in a thrift store now. And like, I, so he had a flat tire the other uh, morning. Did he have a spare one in his room? No. <laughs> <laughs> But I was helping him put the tire on or whatever, and I went in the trunk to get uh, the jack. Oh, God. No, I was oh, just... <laughs> that was what? his dirty little secret was all the shit he was bringing into the house. There were two cow carcass heads. Actually, I'll... What, what are they called? Call? Carcass what are they called? Skulls? Skulls, Germ- thank you. Okay, skulls. <laughs> Sorry. I'm like, what's the word? I, I feel know. like carcass is a lot harder, deeper word than skull. I will, take, I will actually take that off you because I love decorating my house with dead animals. Just no, saying. he wants them. I mean, this is stuff yeah. that he has, but it was two of those and then like a, a box of bones. They were cow bones. Yeah. So, Are you sure they were cow bones? Yeah. yeah. Did so, you call the FBI? <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't. I didn't even ask him about it Like at the time. I, and then I didn't ask him about it. It's so funny. I didn't ask him about it later. So he texts, he doesn't talk a lot. I think I mentioned that earlier, Um, but he doesn't talk a lot. So he was texting me like paragraphs of things this particular day. And I was like, what's going on with him? And then he just kind of mentioned, hey, uh, you're not curious about the bones bones? of my (laughs) (laughs) At this point, I've accepted that you're (laughs) a morning shit. (laughs) I mean, it didn't even like cross my mind to even say, hey, like, why do you have this shit in your trunk? But anyway, he was like, I was like, no, he's, and I said, why? He's like, most people would have asked. Like, um, yeah, I feel like you not asking is almost weirder to him. He's like, well, oh, no, okay. because she's I lived with like, him for a long time. He's got, there, there's a, um, what do you call it? Barbell. Yeah, a, with, a bar. Well, with the weights. What's so what's it called? Like a barbell. Barbell. Yeah. So like he has one of those um, just randomly. There's a, um, you know, the pizza, get, trying to get swole. pizza delivery, um, bag, like the insulated bag, but it's not I a just pizza. I got one that, of those from my dad. It's not even a pizza <laughs> one, but I mean, it's like a big insulated bag for you to like food delivery. Right. But yeah. for him, like the object itself is like a curiosity and he wants to keep it. Yeah. I, I used to be like that. It I is, used to have collections of all sorts of stuff, but then I don't know. Um, let him move about four or five times in like and five years. Sick of, sick of well, dealing that's, with that. that's that's about three years down the line. So we'll for see. me, like <laughs> it's driving me nuts though. Yeah, I'm not a collector, and I like 
a minimalist kind of modern sleek uh, like that's the just nice clean box that's like your furniture is probably nice and clean and white it's not i want it to be but i couldn't but you live with a hoarder so yeah yeah i mean just make sure every once in a while in your freezer is no dead cat no (laughs) that's that's the most important he does not have that dead felines <laughs> that's always the hoarder show there's always a dead <laughs> <know>. cat <laughs> or a rat or something or like a 20 year old pumpkin <sighs> that rotted somewhere i watched a lot of hoarder shows before i, I got had to here. stop watching it i mean but you think about the the idea of being attached to things when you were talking about earlier that i mean there's so many like my my family member she's attached to these things you know like she will buy toys for the children of the, of the family but forget to give them to them. oh really <laughs> right. and like 10 years later she's like i got this train set for my kid who's now 19 <laughs> right. yeah but you i mean know, she's attaching these these emotions and feelings to these objects i grew up in a family that was a lot like that and i had that like where i would pick something up and i'd be like oh there's this memory of this and but i've gotten to this point where i've moved a lot um, most people, I'm a millennial or on the upper edge of that. Um, we don't fucking own, sh- uh, like own houses. Mm-hmm. It's not like I have a house to fill up with my bullshit. So <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I kind of came to it organically and then I started like, I watched the minimalist, uh, documentary mm-hmm. and then I started listening to the minimalist podcast and I was like, you know, this stuff is just kind of preaching to the choir, but I listen to the podcast. I get rid of stuff. As yeah. I do it because yeah. most of the stuff we own in our houses, we don't need. shit we, we don't, don't need. need. And yeah. we, I mean, you have to think, think about when you like travel or go on vacation, like how well, I use a granted, little. Granted, let's say if you're staying if you're a in a good hotel, packer, then you're just, you're transferring that ownership you have. Yeah, yeah, there. Yeah. But like little, I mean, th- this last year I realized how little I need to just survive. Like, even like financially and like just with stuff and things like it really, I, I personally don't like, I, mean, I have like some stuff that I need to get rid of, but I don't need a lot of stuff and I'm actually happier when I don't have to deal with. And it's mm-hmm. also makes your life a lot cleaner. Yeah. Like I'm yeah. known for being a slob, but if you have less shit in your house, yeah. Yeah, uh, the harder. cleaning is a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, not just the- moving. Now at this point, the only thing I have to deal with is like doing the dishes and laundry, but I have the least laundry in every single load because I have the least amount of clothes in yeah. the house. And I am very fortunate and I didn't find, I didn't fall in that hole of being a parent mm-hmm. where um, they start fucking buying shit for their kids. Cause I was poor as hell yeah, yeah, yeah. when I started Same. raising my child. Yeah. <laughs> like I was. I was knocked up and I realized I was going to be a single mom because I can't deal with the mm-hmm. uh, other half of the genetic code. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to be a single mom. And luckily, I, I, I might have actually bought four outfits in the past five years because family members love clothing your kid. Yeah. And now that I'm getting closer to 35, I'm like, hey, I might not have to save any of this old shit either. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I, I remember when I lived in my apartment prior to moving to this house, um, I was very, it was tiny. It was a yeah. two bedroom, but it was super tiny. Um, so I was very intentional about what I purchased to bring into the space because I knew there was nowhere to put it. You have to have a There's place. no closets. There's like, barely any cabinet space so where the fuck am i going to put this you know buddha statue or whatever right you know what i mean like where am i going to put this you know ficus tree that i don't (laughs) that i don't need i realize that a lot of the things that our culture really says that you need to have 
you don't yeah. fucking need like I I mean I told you I worked at the luxury place with a bunch of old people yeah and they're like well you need to have a nice person I was like do you like this person I'm got because <laughs> my friend gave it to me for free you yeah. like it I'll give it to you because uh-huh. that's like I I need a tote bag that's all yeah. I need like the, the purse I brought is probably the only purse I need yeah because I'm, I'm getting I think two fun um, funds monetary funds and stuff will dictate a lot of that too. Because raising my kid as a single mother on a strict, strict, did you like, start deciding how budget? much? Yeah. yeah. Did you decide like how much something was? You're like, oh, that's three gallons of milk. Yeah. So I'm not going to buy that. Yeah. 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 Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Cause you're like, okay, this is, uh, I know the price of milk. Everything started like, I don't even want to talk about the milk conversation because I spent so much money on, on milk, on mm-hmm. 2% milk. Yep. Oh my gosh. That, I needed a fucking dairy cow. <laughs> I swear to God, my, my son would drink a gallon of milk. Yeah. My, that's mine there, but like, but like that kind of, yeah, that, that calculation in your head where you're like, I could, I could feed him for a week <laughs> instead so of like, buying this, you know, chair. Cause I love chairs. That's one of my. I've got some chairs. That's one of my collection. If you no, want some chairs. No, no, no. Hey, what are we I'm talking not, about here? We're trying to get rid of we're stuff. We're trying to get rid of things. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to get rid of some stuff. So I've got about like six chairs too many right now. I'm about uh, to get don't, rid of some. Don't tempt me, Amy. Don't do that. I, I married a guy who bought like a giant bachelor couch. Uh-huh. We don't need any chairs. Yeah. Like seven people can fit on that couch. I love chairs. That's my secret. Like, I got some chairs. I don't want them. I don't want them. Tell me no. Tell me you don't have them. No. Uh, collect- <laughs> collections is just another word for organized hoarding. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's true. true. Very true. Cool. Okay. Well, cool. Well, um, so check out Spark Joy. That's a book. I know you've lent it out to someone. I gave it. Gave it I gave it to somebody. Which is so meta to me that you gave the book about. <laughs> I was like, I don't need this book anymore. I read it the one time. Yeah, I can give it away. Yeah. yeah. And uh, a book that I'm going to lend you, Design Your Life by Karim Rashid. It's an older book, but it's about addition. It's His his whole ethos is addi- addition by subtraction. So if you take something in, you, you give away one or something. two items. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is really cool. Um, so check those out. It's hard. Yeah. Go to therapy if you have trouble getting rid of shit. Uh, yeah, that's actually one of the things is like if somebody really can't get to it to themselves, they need to start learning. And I'm actually playing the minimalist game with one of my friends who okay. has a lot of sentiment, sentimental feelings about mm-hmm. it. And I, I actually said, hey, when you... when you're thinking about this game, just think about garbage. Mm. Like if you just need to get rid of some garbage, that works. Quick, yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. like, uh, by the end, we'll be getting rid of like 350 items total mm. just for February, which is the shortest month. Wow. So that is, that's crazy. Wow. That's why I was wow. like, Hey, February is the perfect time for you. Cause I know you like to keep things. Yeah. There, do you know of a better option? Cause you have a lot of books. Like I have books, is there a better option than just giving them to the Goodwill? Like, can you yes. donate books to a library? I don't well, know. You can yes, give you can, them. You yeah. can you can donate to the library. I will say, Goodwill. They, I I don't prefer donating to Goodwill anymore, just because they. There's some sketchy shit. Yeah, um, there's some other local places mm-hmm. that you can donate. I can't think of them yeah. offhand. Make sure but, you can get your tax receipt, so it helps you in the end. Yeah, yeah. But um also Some people, Bark, yeah, depend, yeah. Bark's books, they do give you credit, but what I like to do is whenever I give stuff to a place that gives you trade, I buy things for other friends. Oh, okay. So <laughs> Yeah. Maybe that's my problem. Right okay, there. well maybe I'll check out I'll do that then cuz yeah. I I just feel like I feel like 
giving to goodwill sometimes is just helping someone else's hoarding addiction. <laughs> well, that's not necessarily yeah, that's, true, but uh, oh, yeah. there's some I mean, people who really need a lot of yeah, things. That's true. And um, but no, but, the problem with goodwill is because they are not necessarily fair. Mm-hmm. And they're not really as a nonprofit um, either. Really. They're, they're not, not really. No. Well, because they're selling the, they're reselling. You're but, giving but something. But that money goes to what? Supposedly, it goes mostly to what I've read is it mostly goes to the, the upper like executive level people more so than the, yeah. the percentage is higher at the top than it is well, for the like, people. But the, no, the, I mean, it's the a, people with the disabilities who you want to be helping that work for Goodwill are still just getting minimum wage. Really? Yeah. So and you want Tennessee minimum wage is garbage. Yeah. But you so you want to find organizations, even though that happens, mm-hmm. you want the percentage at the top to be lower than the percentage at the bottom. Yeah. So Goodwill is not one of those organizations. I mean, you have MIFA. So they used to have the MIFA store. I missed oh, I really missed the MIFA store. And also God, I tried to store. I tried to volunteer for them, but you have to have a religious affiliation. No. For what, Mills on Wills? Well, or? Uh, no, um oh. Rifa was in my town. Rifa oh, okay. and Mifa are okay. kind of similar, okay. but you had to have like a, a note from a pastor who recommended you. Cool. So, wow. Yeah. That's that wasn't half known with me. Cool. Okay. Well, we're gonna take a break. Uh, again, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and a webpage. Good <laughs> job, Jason. Yeah. I'm so good at this. Right. Yes, you are. <laughs> you can do it. But that's all. all right. You can go to break. <laughs> <laughs> Let OM help you get the word out on your service, product, or endeavor. Email info at theoamnetwork.com and ask about our 2017 sponsorship packages. Help us keep the lights on. Go to theoamnetwork.com slash donate today. Your contributions will support us in our venture to create free content, free of charge, and free of restrictions. Donate $25 or more and get a free shirt from Ohm. Remember, your support matters. Head over to theoamnetwork.com slash donate. In pod, we trust. TheOAMNetwork.com. All original podcasts released weekly in Memphis, Tennessee. Welcome back to the brunch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been a long time. <laughs> it's been Since a minute. Yeah. What you watching, girl? Uh, I did watch. I did finally get to see I Am Not Your Negro yesterday uh, at the Paradiso. Yeah. Saw it on the big screen. On the big screen, not on my uh, jailbroke, <laughs> jailbroken. Uh, I was actually no. I want to. I want him. To Roku. Royal <laughs> Royal Peck is his name, the uh-huh. director. And uh-huh. I was thinking about like bootlegging it because I just could had, haven't had time to see it. But I want him to get all the cash, so I have not. <laughs> I'm really glad that I did pay because I was tempted to do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say I was surprised at the few amount of people that were in the actual theater that i went into the screening yeah. the showtime or whatever so because i was like it's basically maybe 20 people total when do you go? really like well maybe it was the time because i went in the in the afternoon because oh, I'm, yeah. I'm fucking with okay. matinees i'm sure okay. i'm not i'm not Memphis paying for a race is not awake at that time <laughs> yeah so. or we're at work whatever <laughs> <laughs> but um 
you know, and I saw pieces about it. I've been anticipating this movie um, actually showing in Memphis locally because it's been open for about two or three weeks now, actually nationwide. Um, so I was really excited and um, looking forward to it. It didn't disappoint. Um, I was so, and I guess I knew this, moved by how relevant James Baldwin, Baldwin's words were in 1965, 1960, yeah. 19, whatever, to what we're dealing with right now. It, um, it's a sad state of affairs. Yeah. <laughs> And and I think that's why the director wanted to make this movie, too, because he recognized the the um, the comparisons and wanted to do a film just like Baldwin wanted to write this book that um, showed the current state of affairs for black people and how that bumped up against Mega Evers and Martin Luther King and Malcolm X Um, and just seeing those uh, events kind of, you know, like he said, bump up against one another was really, really fascinating. Um, I don't know. I really, I really enjoyed this. And I would say, uh, which I've read people say like on Facebook and um, just on blogs and stuff, like how important this film would be for all students, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. Um, which I kind of agree with, but at the same time, it's like, I don't, I'm not, the opti- well, the pessimist in me is like, I'm not sure that people would make the connection to to now. Yeah. yeah. From what I've heard about it, that it's good and it, it showcases um, um, James Baldwin's like world worldview or whatever, but it doesn't really offer and how could it like tips for going forward? So it's like, I mean, I I don't know though because I, mean, I, I don't know. I haven't seen well, it yeah. Either, yeah. I mean, he doesn't specifically lay out a plan that says these are the things you need to do. Mm-hmm. But one of the one of the themes that kept kind of uh, coming back to me from the film was how, you know, white America has basically created this environment for terror, fear, everything. It's not it's not the other people that that is actually causing this reality It's the reality that they have brought upon themselves they projected, projected on themselves yeah. now um i have not seen the film mm-hmm. and i actually watched downfall last night well a little tipsy <laughs> never a good thing because i was thinking about how white america feels like they they want to believe i'm speaking as like the white person mm-hmm. um are you white amy, amy is I, white I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um they want to believe that everything is scary and mm-hmm. we are one of the few countries that does not deal with domestic terrorism or attack by other countries on a daily basis. Yeah, yeah. So I have family out in Collierville who believes that if a black person walks in front of them, they're being carjacked. Mm-hmm. And I like their fear is what is harming this country and being, I mean, it's, it's terrifying to think this, but the majority of Americans who are white think that everything is terrible when it's not and they yeah. don't realize it and they don't realize that the people of color are not threats yeah. and unfortunately i want to say like you have the news um like you know the evening news yeah. telling you oh, yeah. oh some black guy stole some shit right yeah. they aren't reporting on like the white collar crime right. or the fact that they're White, white violent crime. Yeah. White yeah. men yeah. are killing far more people right, right. than 
any person of color. Yeah. yeah. So I, I've, that's my problem is, is like, I'm looking at it and as a white person, I'm just like, fucking white people. Stop being <laughs> fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, you know, at the end of the film, he kind of, and not to give it away, I mean, it's a documentary, but. Spoilers for I'm not your nigga. Just look on Wikipedia. <laughs> but, right. <laughs> but, um, you know, he talks about the idea, like the invention of nigger, the word nigger, and why white people need to have one, you know? What? Um, uh, oh, like a version of it? No, just the, the idea of oh, okay. just of nigger. Yeah. Like, you know, no, it's not on sense. us, you know, because he kind of made this, um, he made this, uh, uh, example, I guess. Uh, he said, um, black people know a lot about white people. Well, we force it upon people. White I mean, people know. In the cult- yeah, if you're white in the people culture. know <laughs> nothing about because black people. Th- they aren't so, willing to try. Yeah. So the enemy for some white Americans being people of color, other people, mm-hmm. they don't know about their enemy. You know what I mean? They don't understand yeah. anything about yeah. like they don't try. That's the sad thing is you mm-hmm. can try. And I mean, I'm at fault for not even listening to like I don't listen to rap. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I could learn a lot of things, but my white liberal heart can't handle <laughs> using the N word. I cannot use the N word. Uh-huh. It's not something I can do. But um, the thing is, is you can learn so much, especially in this globalized internet society, that you can see the other viewpoint. You don't have to live in an echo chamber at no, all. You, you can choose. Yeah. Um, you, you kind of choose. It's so funny. Like I, um, this is a little off that topic, but um, and we talk about echo chambers. You like after Trump this week did his uh, seventy-seven minute <sighs> press conference, and I was thinking, how could anyone who's a supporter of Trump see this and go, oh, things are fine? And then I, I read an article that's saying this is what your conservative friends are seeing, and it was like, uh, what's the He's fat keeping, guy's name? That's the thing. And I almost are posted this about on. Bannon? No, the Rick radio Steve. personality. Oh. Rush Limbaugh. Rush, Rush Limbaugh. Limbaugh's like, greatest speech ever. And uh, and the, the guy from Fox News is like, greatest thing ever. And it's like, and you see these stories and this you can see this point of view that's, and I was like, yeah, I guess I, I never see these articles, but this is how. This when is you how- think about a president, incoming president, keeping their campaign promises, this dude's kept <laughs> but damn near every single one of them. But his problem is, is he's acting like fucking Congress isn't with him. But he's that doesn't act- matter to his base. No. The fact that he said out in Podunk somewhere in America Kentucky. that he wants to <laughs> that he wants to do a Muslim ban. Yeah. And here the fuck it is. Yeah. That's it's, all they care about. This they is, don't care that he looks crazy. They don't think he looks crazy. He's yeah. keeping his word. But the majority the of scary Ameri- part. the majority of Americans did not go with him. But the fact is is he went with those people in those right. tiny and little white did. ass enough bubbles. Did. Enough did. Enough 60 did. million. They live it, next million? door to me. They yeah. work with me. Yeah. <laughs> I, they work with you. I, I see these lo- like lifted Silverados with the giant tires. <laughs> yeah. And it's those Priuses that's like really fucking me up. Yeah. You know? yeah. the oh my gosh. Oh my like, God. <laughs> I haven't seen one. Oh. Those I expect, you know, the dualies and the big hiked up. Yeah, I, I didn't expect know, that. I didn't know the Priuses were but, there. But you know, the Honda Civics and the fucking Priuses. That's uh, what's really killing my heart. It's like That makes me sad because you know I'm a Honda devotee. <laughs> <laughs> but um you know i was thinking too because there's a lot the imagery in the film going back to the sorry um going back to the film that's I am a not good transition <laughs> <laughs> it's not transitions are really hard um 
But the imagery in the film are like uh, civil rights images that you um, may have seen already. But a lot of them were things that I hadn't seen. They were probably from his personal, um, uh, you know, library or collection even yeah. of um, his interactions. Because he, he personally knew those three men, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he spent time with their families and like he knew their children. Um and just seeing those those the, the images, not only with him and like those those iconic figures, but also just everyday black American and how similar it looked to 2015, 2016, 2017. Yeah. And we're talking about the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, the 60s. And you have this idea like people want to say, I would say Trump supporters, but um, not necessarily like get over it, black people. Why are you still harping on these They're like, issues? You're not slaves anymore. Right. So you should be happy. I was like, no, the shit is not fair. Like if you have a, um, I think he talked about it last episode where if you have a, um, what quote unquote black name, yeah. there's less chance of a callback. Yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. Jason's going to be more likely to be called back than yeah, Latasha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Seriously. Big example here. Latasha. Yeah, or, <laughs> or Malik or yeah, yeah, yeah. anything like that. And so that's the thing is there is this people don't realize that there's an institutional racism yeah. that is still fucking happening and is part of the culture. Yeah. Well, you think about how long slavery ended. 200 what 50 years ago 245 like, years ago yeah but then you had jim crow jim crow which is well it wasn't i mean but even yeah. then so there's like a there's it's, that, it's like not even 200 years right you're talking about 1860 yeah well so i'm looking at this this graph is is like 16 1600s oh well but in, in, i'm talking about in america yeah yeah yeah, yeah so america so, we were the hold on to like yeah, yeah. fucking people up but then you had like the whole segregation Jim Crow where that's 40, 50 years ago, 50 years ago from now. Yeah. It's not that long ago. I mean, we're in a state of PTSD right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, and like get over it. Okay. You know, you like, have to yeah. be joking. Like there were fucking separate, separate fountains and there were, I mean, you there had are people bus, in my family buses, yeah. that are not in their 80s that, you know, what I mean, had yeah. to deal with. My parents. Exactly. Uh, yeah. You're, yeah, yeah. You're talking about like 60s and 70s. And if you were in the South, there was like fucking shit that was happening in the rural area, rural yeah. area that was still in the 2000s. I mean, you think about yeah. the prom that the black kids couldn't even do a prom with the Mississippi is insane. That was Tennessee, though. Oh, right? Was it? <laughs> I thought it was a small town in Tennessee. I feel like Mississippi. You hear that. But story also a lot, Mississippi. Like, yeah. But the thing is, <laughs> we are a tri-state area. We're kind of part of so just just the idea that a man who who was also a queer man i mean when you think about it um at at his in his time was able to um accurately and articulately or articulate you know the state of the world not even then but like for the for the future yeah like is it breaks my heart a little bit. I mean, like <laughs> we're not, we're not, we're still in it. The march of progress is not always forward. Yeah. Or the march of time is not always forward. And so that's the thing is like now we're in pretty much a very important time in history. And it's weird because we're, we're, we're talking about like the 1960s mm -hmm. civil rights movement. And, um, it's amazing that we're now back to the point where marching is fucking important. Yeah. And now that we have a president who gives a shit about crowd sizes, yeah. Yeah. but he also is not paying attention to anything that right, disagrees right. with him. And, and the fact is we have a president who says, hey, 
this thing that doesn't agree with me, that's not real. Yeah. And it's, it's fake news. It, it is. Negative I, polls are real. Like, alternative. This alternative shit, facts. This shit, like, keeps me up at night. Like, realizing that the worst of America won in the first place. Like, every single morning, I'm like, this, this really fucking happened. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, uh, that's the thing is, like, that movie and more voices out there as well. Even current voices need to be recognized by people who are outside of their own bubble. Yeah. I I will say the people that really need to see this film are people who won't see who it. won't see it. Yeah. And that's what's that's what's sad. And they'll be just like bitching about the Oscars, like, I don't know why. I yeah. oh, was, oh. He he talked about this moral apathy that's missing in the country back then. And yeah. like that was spot on to me. Like that was one of the things that like I like held on to um from the film. But it's 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 footage it's footage of him. Um which okay, I I don't want to give this away though. God. Uh, spoiler alert like skip through until okay. you find some part that's not involved. so I waited to the very end of the credits just to see what, what in case of yeah, easter eggs yeah. um, is Iron Dennis, Man gonna be an I'm, I'm not Samuel gonna go to Samuel fucking Jackson narrated this film <laughs> yeah Oh, did really? not I knew no, that. no, but like his voice, like you didn't get in. No, okay. it was not. It was sim- not in character. No, it, it was, was like, like a straight. totally. And I read up on it. And the, the director was like, he had, I guess, talked with him about like tampering down like the extra or whatever. Yeah. But <laughs> he's from uh, Knoxville too, so he's a Tennessean. Uh, Samuel Jackson. Yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't know that because the director is he's Haitian. Haitian. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So he had to tamp down that like. <laughs> But I, I didn't, I mean, I didn't even pick up on it. But, um, the other thing I was going to say is that there's footage of, um, Mr. Baldwin from interviews, like on the Dick Cavett show, yeah. um, just stuff that he filmed himself. Um, and then also there's this, uh, letter, which kind of, uh, the director kind of had access to, um, a bunch of his works. Uh, at, that the estate let him have um, the rights to, but so there's there's letters to his um, agent, his literary agent, about things and like when he he talks about when he found out about each of their deaths, mm-hmm. actually where he was, he remembered exactly who was you know who, who was there with them. So it's it's really fascinating just that from a history standpoint to kind of see you know what I mean like yeah. um, what was going on in the world and like how he was connected to that. And um, how he was viewing it yeah. at that time. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's really interesting. I need to head my ass to the movie theater. Yeah, I, I, I recommend it. I do. It's a heavy. It's a heavy film. At one point, I was the black person that like clapped, but I like <laughs> clapped my leg. I did a <laughs> silent clap on my leg because I had my mother hand in my pocket. But um, yeah, it was it was really it was a really good film. I'm glad I saw it. I would I I I want to take my kid to see it. Like he needs to see this. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because, um, I hate to say it, we're in Memphis, Tennessee. Black history is not taught that well. Black history wasn't taught in Louisville, Kentucky. No. <laughs> oh, they're pretending like that shit don't happen. Yeah. Like, I had to do a whole um, rogue just to get, well, just to be the asshole of the class. Because that's another story. But uh, <laughs> I, did a, I did a book report every day in this one particular history class just to protest the fact that we're not talking about black history. So So did you cover like some, I found, I found this huge book in the library that was like 500 black people that invented things or something or something to that. Yeah. Like one of those big compilations is like 500 black people who contributed to society and nobody's fucking talking about it. So I did a report on like 
every day, 28 days in February. Yeah, that, that's pretty much how I feel. She about hated my guts at the time. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's how I'm going to have to like cover it for my child yeah. because my kid, she's actually part German. Um, I feel like we have to acknowledge the other side to be good humans. Yeah. So that's like what I'm concerned with is making sure that I do not want to raise a Trump supporter, but and also telling her whenever Trump won and I was sobbing about it. Mm -hmm. And she's like, why didn't we elect the the guy in the toy box? Because my daughter has an Obama action figure. Uh, (laughs) I was like, we can't do it. He's been your president the entire time you've been alive. So yeah. I was yeah. really bummed out. And I would say even two more importantly is to raise your your daughter. Not that I'm giving you. No, no, I'll take it. <laughs> but to, you know, raise raise our children, you know, to know the other side, like you're saying, because like they mentioned in the film, which I didn't talk about, was the idea of this euphoric existence that white America had at the time. And, they, you know, they show footage of, like, um, uh, the dancing couple. What is Gene Kelly and... Uh, Gene Kelly and um, that other chick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ginger, Rod- Ginger Rogers? Ginger, yeah, yeah so. Ginger Rogers. Okay. So, you know, like, this whole idea of, like, America back then in movies was all, you know, everything's great and, like, this whole euphoric um, existence for one part of the country. And then they, like, um, showed the comparison to that at the time, black people were being hung up and, you know, from trees and like being what raisins in the sun. Yeah. <laughs> so just the just 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 teaching our children that it's not all this bubble that we live in in our gated community or our suburb or wherever, you know, yeah. that you um, this makes me happy. My child went to a daycare in um, Orange Bound. <laughs> oh, my, wow. <laughs> I didn't even put my kid in daycare. <laughs> Too. I couldn't bring her to work. I, I didn't even do that, Amy. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Okay. So we should see, see it. Do it. Do it. Do Definitely it. do it. Before we want, before we go, I want to give a shout out to uh, Joy McMillan, who is the editor of Moonlight. I didn't realize this. Oh. I don't know how I miss this, but she is the first black woman to get nominated for an Oscar for editing. Are wow. you fucking kidding me? Right. And also, the only the second black person in the history of the Oscars. The first being. Are you surprised though? I I don't want to be surprised. I don't want to be. This makes me so mad. We're still talking about first. Twenty seventeen. It's twenty. It's the burden. And 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 there's probably not a lot for whatever. And there there are reasons for that. A lot of uh, less black women editors. But um, what about the cinematographer for Moonlight? No, 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 no. Arrival. Oh yeah. Oh, Bradford Young. Cine- is he the first? Uh, yeah, he's the first. Black he, cine- and I've been about him since early in his career. Okay. I've loved. We don't, I, I know it's not a contest. We don't need to. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm sorry. Jason's the hipster now. Yeah. He was totally into now? the cinematography. Now? <laughs> now? Oh, wait, you're older than me, right? He's yeah. the first. He's 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 really he really prides himself on being up on. I'm just saying I was time. there. But anyway. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so fucking the, He's uh, that dude, Amy. He's yeah, that dude. Did you, did you guys ever see Midnight Cowboy? John Voight? Uh, yes, I did. Did you? No, yeah. Edited by a black man. He was the first black man to receive, or to, I'm sorry, uh, to get nominated for an Oscar. For Moonlight, though. No, for... No, it's, oh, okay. So he, You're not talking about cinematography. No, he's talking... I'm sorry. I switched back to editor. Which okay, is there we go. He's not okay. that fantastic okay. at transitions. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I just thought that was super cool. Yeah. Uh, and women actually make better editors anyway. Like, 
Uh, Patton Oswalt has this joke that's like, name your favorite movie that you love. A woman edited it. Because a, a guy's whole thing is like, a guy goes out there, shoots all this footage. like, I made a masterpiece. And the woman comes in and is like, all right, calm down. Let's <laughs> let's organize this. Let's get it into place. I feel so, like this is uh, how I edit my oh, show. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, shout out to uh, Joy McMillan. That's dope. Um, Black Girl it. Magic. What? Black Girl Magic. There you go. I feel like Jazz Hands are recording. Absolutely. Hands. Fuck yeah. Um, but um, this has been The Brunt. Thanks for listening. Again, you can find us on Instagram at The Brunt, Facebook at The Brunt, Twitter at Brunt underscore podcast, and uh, on the OAM network. And listen out for Amy. At Earbuds and Earworms, I tweet from oh, yeah. E&E, at E&E Pod on Twitter and endpod.com. So that, that's for if you are not super into music and want to learn more about music. Don't be really into music and listen to my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here. Heard it here. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Brunch is an own production. For more information, go to theoamnetwork.com.